0: What's in front of me? I feel so far from home Please come tell me I won't do it alone I'm so scared of the unknown Is where we're at the weather is getting colder wetter and a little darker my kind of weather I love the winter months how about you what's your favorite time of year so let's take a look at this week's subject what's it all about what are we about what is our family about what was our family about when we were children this goes for single parent families only child families small families large families whatever way your family was and is made up of, what we call family dynamics. Now we know that families are usually complex and very tough, in some cases. And in this case, I mean difficult to comprehend or understand. No matter what they're made up of, they will have an impact on not just our conscious choices, but also our unconscious choices. However, However, first of all, we have to understand what family dynamics is all about and that it can be, I suppose, described as a perversive pattern of interaction and communication which can be both positive and negative. We must also understand that most of it will be handed down from one generation to the next generation. Some family members will be very aware of this while others will not. So, why is it so important, do you think, to comprehend or understand what family dynamics are about? Well, I think it's because it will have an impact on most, if not all, areas of our life. And therefore, knowledge helps us in working towards an emotional, healthy lifestyle. If we don't understand our own unique dynamic, then we can't really fully be present or aware of some of the experiences we have that may cause us to be triggered or why we might be drawn to certain jobs or relationships or friendships or even people in general. It means being connected to everything about myself by developing insights and understanding of our conscious and unconscious choices. By having these we can really look for healthy relationships and experiences But more than that, we can have a healthy understanding of what our needs are and what the needs are within our family unit. Now, here are some factors that may impact your family dynamics. Parents' relations. If parents are not together and in another relationship. If there are children within the family unit and the number of children. If there is abuse, neglect or any form of abandonment if there is a chronic illness within the family, and that includes addiction or mental health issues, if any member of the family have experienced trauma, which may include being homeless or, I suppose, a loss or a bereavement, the belief or faith of the family, maybe what the family values are, or the structure of power within the family, where there is insecure attachments between a parent and a child, the climate or environment around the family's living experience or the temperament or personality of each family member where several generations live within the same household. So what would a healthy family dynamic look like? Well I would see it as where there are two adults in an equal and loving relationship and before you all start shouting at me about single parents I would have to add that where there is one parent or caregiver, but where the following are included but not exclusive. For example, everyone must have a voice that is heard and who is treated with respect. Where there is children, that attachments are secure between the parent or caregiver and the child. Where parenting styles provide a strong structure of rules, of course being flexible, where necessary. Where each member of the family feels love, safe and connected. So how can an unhealthy family dynamic influence or affect the development of children? Well basically a child won't grow properly if you have the opposite to what I've just said. Makes sense. How we are within the family is, as we know, the basis to how a child will view both themselves and their relationships and the world around them. They absorb both the unconscious and the conscious and of course they will impact the child's subsequent choices when they're adults. Now this will include who they are, who they will be attracted to, the type of goals that they will have and of course how they will deal with any conflict that might arise. For example, those who are raised in families that are unhealthy may develop mental health issues and eventually have unhealthy relationships. In a positive family dynamic, the parent or parents will strive to create the environment where all those in the family will feel safe and respected, loved, connected, so on and so forth. Now this type of dynamic requires those responsible to set and uphold the rules, the structures and the positive boundaries and not resort to excessive rigid regulations of a person's personal behaviour. We know that in a healthy family, those little misbehaviors or mistakes are almost straight away addressed and boundaries are clear and they're consistent. And all of these help to dampen or avoid disharmony, especially in the distant future. Now, I know that this sounds oh so easy and you can say, well, what the hell would she know about her children? She hasn't got any. And it's true, I haven't. But I would say I remember what it is to be a child. And now as an adult, and as certainly as a therapist, I have to deal with the lasting effects of a negative family dynamic. So here's a question for you. Do all stable families preserve positivity? Well, let's have a look. Let's see when there are positive emotions or energy around you. What do you feel? Positive. Correct. So positive emotions and positive energy are or can be infectious. So if you take that to the other side, an unstable family where there's anger felt by one member can and does echo right through the entire family. What we know is that negative emotions and negative energy are even more contagious than even positive ones. So then, what are good family boundaries to have in place? Let me see. Take physical boundaries. Don't hit your brother or sister. Emotional boundaries? Stop blaming me for that. Or even perhaps the new word, digital. Don't you dare post that picture of me on Facebook. For healthy boundaries, every member of the family must have the right to privacy. Like, don't just walk into my room, try knocking. A right to have their own things. Will you please stop taking my clothes, my brush, my iPad, blah blah blah. And certainly, a basic right to have their own opinion, even when it differs from the parents' like uh, I'm voting for my candidate not the one you've always voted for. They also must have a right to their own values or belief system. I want to be a Catholic, a Protestant, a Muslim, so on and so forth. So why is it so important to have limits? Let's have a look at that. Defining what is good or not so good for you will inevitably ensure that you feel stronger. Why? Because when you stand up for yourself and communicate that to others, i.e. that you know what your needs are and you're not afraid of them, will also give you the strength to stand up and be confident in other areas of your life. To set these boundaries you have to know what your limits are. And this starts with a positive and healthy self-awareness and value. These are valuable when you are communicating them to younger members of the family who are only beginning to seek and to learn about themselves and their own needs. Have you ever said that you would never become your father and mother? Well heaven forbid. No seriously. What we find when you have kids you actually see your father or your mother in your own behaviour with your own kids. How many of you have seen that? All families have both unhelpful and helpful or even abusive dynamics and even where there is only a little or no contact with a family or a person within a family will have influence. One has to remember at this point family dynamics must try to understand that there are many perceived versions of a family story because each member of your family will have their own perspective about issues that may be within the family. And each of those perspectives must be seen as legitimate, but also flawed. Think about it. If you have two children in a family, and they grow up in the same family household, and you ask them when they're teenagers or adults how they saw certain issues within the family, you will get two different views. Now, they will agree on certain things, but take, for example, if there's an issue, you'll get two different perspectives. So say for example you shout at a child. That child may see it as being unjust whereas the other child may see it as perfectly just that you got shouted at. Now depending on how the family is made up, each member will take up different roles within the family. However, there are many roles that can be taken up. Some healthy ones would include the nurturer, which is a parent or caregiver and or partner who is empathetic understanding and supportive of their partner and or children, if they have any children. The cheerleader, which is a parent, caregiver or a partner who is supportive and encouraging of their other family members. The truth teller, the one who understands the family system and is able to observe it critically and share their thoughts. If done in an appropriate way, this individual can provide the family with incredible insight. Other roles would include the hero the mascot or the clown, the black sheep or the scapegoat, the rescuer or the lost child. So here are a few questions to answer about your family unit. Why not talk about what it was like growing up in your household? Where is your family of origin from? How far up the tree can you go? Who is the oldest member and what do you remember about them? What was a typical family dinner like for you? And as a kid, what do you think you wanted to be when you grew up? What stories did your grandmother or your grandfather used to share about their younger years? Did you even know your grandparents? How much was your allowance and how did you choose to spend it? Do you think life is easier or harder for children these days compared to your childhood? Why? What do you think is the most important life skill or value your parents taught you? Have you ever gone back to visit your childhood home if you've moved away? What about where your mum or dad were from? What single invention had the biggest impact on your life? And are there any treasured family heirlooms that you can hand on to your children? What's the story behind that heirloom? And who has it now? When you have answered these questions, reword them slightly, not too much, and ask your teenagers where they stand with these questions today and see the difference in the answers. And ask them then in about five or six years time, have you even the courage to ask these questions? Give it a go. Try. Change your boundaries, change your limits, be a healthy positive parent or parents for your children. And if perhaps you don't have children, be an influence to the children you do know. Your next door neighbor's kids, your niece's kids, your sister's kids, your brother's kids. Just because you don't have children doesn't mean that you are not an influence. Stay safe. Stay well. Namaste.